Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast that keeps you informed on all things Loris College. In this episode, we will talk with alumna Liz Cruzy about her Loris experiences and get an update on what she is currently up to. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and joining me today is the aforementioned Liz Cruzy, as well as Bobby Earls, the Director of Alumni Relations. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for having me. Well, welcome to the podcast. And Liz, we just want to get caught up and see what you've been up to. And I, I know Bobby mentioned that you come back to campus regularly. I, what brings you back to Loris regularly? Well, I love Loris. I live here in Dubuque, and I have two little boys now, so I like to bring them on campus every once in a while just to kind of... Uh, walk around and enjoy the campus. And when our friends who aren't are no longer living in Dubuque come to town, we also kind of just like to walk around and and reminisce on our old college days, which are yeah. There's many years that have passed now. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to step in and say it has not been that long, Liz. <laughs> yeah, I am so excited because Liz is a 2008 graduate, and she has many connections because her husband is also a Dewhawk. He is. Um, he graduated the year after I did in 2009, and um, yeah, so our boys love coming to basketball games here, and we come to homecoming almost every year, unless the one year I was giving birth to my second child, so we didn't <laughs> come that year. That's a good year. excuse, yeah, Liz. We didn't come that year, but yeah, I just, I love Loris. We come to a lot of the alumni events. We've participated in Dewhawk Day, and um, yeah, just can't get enough of Loris. And we love Liz. Liz is someone who really exemplifies someone who has taken her Loris experience and is just chasing her dream. And I know Liz as an English major. Um, in fact, she was a triple major. Uh, English, international studies, and Spanish, I believe. Yes, that's correct. So she is someone who is just diving in when she was a student. And it hasn't stopped since she has graduated. And I know one of your dreams has always been to publish a book. Talk a little bit about your dream. Yeah. So I've grown up always a writer, um, never really for big audiences. But ever since I was little, I was writing poems. I remember in third grade, I was writing um a play called Dinky Dodo. It was featuring Dinky Dodo, this um, character that was kind of clumsy and silly. And so my friends would act it out and I would write the plays. So <laughs> I've always been a writer. Um, obviously, it wasn't that serious when I was younger, um, but I also love to journal. I was an English major, as Bobby said. So I love, I love reading. I love writing. And it's always been in the back of my mind, I would like to write a book, but it's like, what do I write about? Um, and one day this past summer we were on our way to Gulf Shores Alabama for a vacation and we were stuck in traffic in St. Louis and I was reading my two boys a book and I was like you know it'd be really cool to have a book about Loris College a children's book about Loris College and so the idea just kind of went from there and we're like well we have 10 more hours on this car ride let's Let's just uh, write something just for fun. And um, it kind of went from there. I started looking into different publishers and budgeting. And 
exploring all kinds of tax laws and self-employment mm-hmm. regulations and things <laughs> like that. And for a while, I thought maybe my dream would not actually come true. It's not actually very simple to publish a children's book, um, but I kind of stuck with it and worked through a lot of the the challenges that I faced in those kind of exploratory days. And here I am, I'm ready to publish my first children's book. It's going to be released on Dewhawk Day, March 11th, 2020. And it's just really exciting to see that dream come true. I never thought it would be a children's book that would be my first book published, but, you know, how wonderful. happen. Absolutely. Do, so. And let's talk a little bit about the name, mm-hmm. um, as well as I have a few pages, so I've been lucky enough to mm-hmm. get a sneak peek at some of the pages, and mm-hmm. I have a couple of my favorites, but I'm mm-hmm. interested in yours as well. So the book is called What's a Dewhawk, mm-hmm. and it's an alphabet through Loris College. Yes. And so you walk through all of the alphabet, you connect it back to Loris College, and I'm not going to reveal my favorite yet because I want to hear it from you first. But as you started to walk through this, tell me, too, how did that kind of take you back to some of your memories, favorite professors, mm-hmm. the impactors and influencers that have really made you who you are today? Mm-hmm. I loved writing this book. I It was such a walk down memory lane, and I feel like the book really represents um, the wide variety of opportunities and experiences that Loris has to offer. Um, I'll answer your question right now about my favorite page. Study abroad was obviously an experience that really impacted me and my life. And so there's a, a page in there um, that about study abroad. And uh, there's an illustration uh, of the Catedral de Santiago, which is the Cathedral of Santiago in Santiago de Compostela, Spain, which is where I studied. So that that page is very uh, meaningful to me, um, probably one of my favorite pages. But I, I really like all the pages. I love the all books. the pages. It's hard to pick. So I started to think, okay, what's my favorite? And then I had about 10 of them picked out. But I love actually the last one, which is Z, mm. zero reasons not to visit and come mm-hmm. back to Loris, because yes. that encompasses every Thing mm-hmm. uh, about what you journey through the alphabet mm-hmm. and making those connections back to, mm-hmm. to Loris College. Mm-hmm. I know there were a lot of faculty members, staff members, classmates mm-hmm. who also had an impact on your life. Mm-hmm. And one person that's coming to mind specifically is Dr. Donna Bowerly. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the faculty, staff, and your classmates mm-hmm. who really gave you the confidence to mm-hmm. do what you're doing today and continue your writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Bowerly in particular was a very um, influential person in my time at Loris. Uh, I took her critical writing class my, I think I had her my very first day at Loris, and I was very <laughs> intimidated. <laughs> I was, I'm never going to pass this class, but um, she was, she's just an amazing teacher, and she really instilled in me a lot of um, confidence. I wasn't very confident when I came to Loris, and um she gave me opportunities not only in her classroom to grow as a as a person and as a writer, but also um, she gave me opportunities to grow in leadership skills. She hired me as her peer assistant when I was, it might have, was it still my freshman year? It was either late, you know, my second semester freshman year or my sophomore year that I became her peer assistant for a critical writing class. And um I was just very honored to be chosen for that position and given that opportunity to develop my leadership skills. But there were many other faculty and staff mm-hmm. at Loris that influenced me, too many to name, and who continue, you know, 
who continue to support me even through this endeavor to publish this book. I spoke with many people at Loris, including um, you, Bobby, and you've been such a great support to me. And and I used to work at Loris, so yes, Bobby right. has also been a very influential <laughs> person in my life. She was my boss uh, about 10 years ago when yeah. I worked in the alumni office. Um, and yeah, just throughout writing this this book, um, speaking to different people at Loris and them giving me the encouragement and confidence to keep moving forward with it, even when I, there were some days where I was like, this is just too much work. Absolutely. And I think too, a lot of people think, oh, all it is, is writing the words down mm-hmm. on the paper. That was and the easy part. That was <laughs> the me. easy part. Yeah. And I think you alluded to it earlier, mm-hmm. the business planning mm-hmm. and the publishing and the copyrights. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to forget to mention too, that you partnered up with a fellow duoc. Mm-hmm. So not only is this book written by Liz, mm-hmm. uh, a graduate of Loris, but also you connected with a an illustrator, mm-hmm. Keontae Neely, yes. and he's also a graduate of Loris College. And talk about that he relationship, is. too. Yeah, that was really great to be able to. I contacted the alumni office as soon as I kind of was um, pursuing this idea of publishing this book because I am not a, an artist. I don't draw or I, I can't do digital design or anything like that. And so I approached the Loris alumni office and asked if we have any Loris alumni who um, our illustrators or have any, um, you know, interest in doing children's book illustrations. And I was connected right away with Keontae and he's just, he was the perfect match for this project. I can't imagine doing, have, have done this project, um, with a person who was not a Loris alum, just because there's so much that goes into, into the illustrations. You really have to know the campus and know the culture to be able to put, the feeling of Loris um, into the book. And there were things I didn't have to explain to him that he just was able to capture beautifully in his illustrations. So I was very blessed to be connected with Keontae, and he was great to work with. Um, Very responsive, very open to feedback, and it was very much a collaborative effort. Not surprised at all. Yeah. Those Duhawks are pretty talented. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things, too, in addition to it being released on Duhawk Day, mm-hmm. is people, if they're not around in the Dubuque area, they can order this online. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to be at some alumni events mm-hmm. where we're going to offer that as well. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit, too, about how people might be able to access the book. Yeah, so the big release day, as, as you said, is Duhok Day, March 11th, and I will be at Einstein Bagels in the morning at the alumni event here on campus, and then probably um, here during the lunch break at Loris as well with my book, and then at Dimensional Brewery um, for the evening event here in Dubuque for Duhok Day. And I'll have actual copies of the book there that you can purchase. Um, I'm Definitely cash or check is preferred. I'm working on an option for you to pay via credit card. I think I'm going to be able to pull that off. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you want to bring cash or check, that's the safest bet. Um, But there's also an opportunity to purchase the book online through Mm -hmm. um, my publisher, the Mascot Books um, website. Mm -hmm. Um, Just that includes shipping and handling. So if you can make it to any of our Duhok Day events here in town, um, you don't have to pay the shipping and handling, and you can get a signed copy of the book. I love that. I was just going to say, the nice thing about getting it in person is I'm sure Mm -hmm. you would sign it, Mm -hmm. and I know Liz would be, uh, she's so humble about this, but she's also donating a dollar back Mm -hmm. per book to Loris, and so there's 
more than two reasons mm-hmm. to purchase this book. Um, in addition to the memories and the and the great. Um, memories that it will evoke in you, mm-hmm. you're also supporting Loris. Yes. And I think that just speaks to uh, Duhawks across the mm-hmm. country. And you're certainly carrying out that mission mm-hmm. um, well after graduation. And that's really what motivated me to keep going with this project. Like I said, even though I felt like just dropping it at some point, it was like life was getting too busy and I didn't have time. But I just thought, you know, there's so many people out there, I think, that would love this book and to be able to share their experience of Loris with their children or their grandchildren or their friends, kids, or whoever it may be. Um, And it's also just, um, I think, a great gift to give to people who, students who might be interested in coming to Loris and Mm -hmm. Loris alumni. I mean, there's just so many opportunities, opportunities, I think, to engage um, people with Loris through this book. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm always looking for ways to give back. And I thought, this is a way also to give back in addition to following my dream of writing a book. You're yeah. right. It, it's ageless. It doesn't matter what your age is. I have a 24-year-old and a 19-year-old mm-hmm. who I told them mm-hmm. that you're writing this, and they were like, I want a copy. <laughs> I'm like, check and check. Yeah. So we're going to get those those taken care of. Awesome. One thing I would like to kind of circle back and kind of close out our conversation with is, what advice would you have for others, having gone through this now, mm-hmm. to kind of build that confidence and motivate somebody to kind of follow their dream? What What would you like to leave them with? I would say just keep yourself open to possibilities. Don't put too much pressure on yourself to, you know, have the perfect idea or the perfect concept for a book. Um, you kind of just have to, in some ways, the inspiration will hit you when it's supposed to hit you. Um I'd been, you know, like like I said, it'd been in the back of my mind for a long time to write a book, and I feel like if I would have forced it, it probably wouldn't have turned out very well, but I just was um, inspired one day, and this idea came up, and I kind of ran with it. So I think sometimes you just have to be patient with yourself and um, let the process happen organically. Um, and then once you have the concept or the idea to not let all the log- logistics, you know, slow you down or stop you, um, because there's usually a way that you can work around those obstacles and barriers. And um, and if you don't know, there's someone else who can help you, you know, use your resources, um, talk to people who have gone through the process already. Um, yeah. And don't give up. I think that's the the main message I would have. Well, you surrounded Mm -hmm. yourself with a lot of of cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing is we don't Mm -hmm. often see in ourselves Mm -hmm. what others see in Mm -hmm. us. We don't see our own potential. Mm -hmm. So surrounding yourself, and you created that foundation here at Mm -hmm. Loris. You started to build that confidence Mm -hmm. and those cheerleaders in your life. Mm -hmm. So don't ever stop surrounding yourself Mm -hmm. with those individuals. And you're such an inspiration to so many out there. So thank thank you, you, Liz, for for writing this book because it's going to be some a timeless piece for us to share with our children, whether they're toddlers, teenagers, Mm -hmm. graduates, mothers, uh, whoever, whatever role you play, this is something that will be so much fun to share. Uh, So definitely check the book out. You're going to see it on social media. You're going to see it on Duhok Day and beyond. So, Well, and you said, so your your two children have both grown up entrenched in Laura. So what is their reaction to this book? How did they like it? They... 
aren't as enthused as I would like them to be. <laughs> no, in, in all fairness, too, tell everybody the ages of your children. Um, they're three and, and five. They're yes. three and five. So I think they think it's cool that that I'm going to be an author. My oldest, he understands what an author is and and what that means. And he's like, "You're going to be an author? Yep, I am an author." And I've told him that I'm going to come to his class and read it to his class. I haven't talked to the school yet, so if you're listening, um, I'd like to come <laughs> read my book to my son's class. But um, they're excited about that piece. But I think once the book arrives and they have it in hand, they're going to be super excited yeah. about about the book. So. And they get to grow up with the book, too, which yes. kind of adds yes. that little element yeah. to it. Very, yeah. very special. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you so much. We thank really you. are so grateful for the example that you set and all that you're accomplishing. Thank you. I'm grateful to Loris just for instilling in me the confidence to do something like this and um, for all the people here who have had such a profound influence on my life. All right. Well, well go do Hawks. That's how I like to end anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, Liz and Bobby, thank you so much for, for joining us for the conversation today. And um, just uh, one more time. So the name of the book that Liz wrote is What's a Dewhawk? A Loris College Alphabet that will be available March 11th at Dewhawk Day on campus at different events between uh, Einstein Bagels and then during the at the Alumni Campus Center, yes. and then also at Dimensional Brewery in the evening. Mm -hmm. And if you're not able to be on campus on that day or can't get that book at that point, um, it will be available through mascotbooks.com, which mm -hmm. is the publisher. So mm -hmm. uh, make sure everybody has that information and can get the, as many books as you can buy. Absolutely. So. You can always call the Loris College Alumni Office as well, and we can help connect you with Liz and, and get you pointed in the right direction. All right. Well, thanks again for the for joining us and, and thank you to all who listened in on our discussion. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the conversation and if you're looking for more information about Loris College, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website, which is daily.loris.edu and every day there's new stories, podcasts, and other information that you can learn more about Loris College. We hope you'll join us for the next Dewhawk Digest and as Bobby said, go Dewhawks! Do